0: What does motion sound like? With Kizzik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizzik.com slash socks.
1: Hey guys, it's Kyle. J.K. Simmons steps into the 10 Questions arena. We talk all about Spider-Man and Marvel, him winning the Oscar for Whiplash, and the job that he says is sweeter than all of them, We have the craziest final score of all time. Stay tuned to the very end. Take it away, Bruce Buffer.
0: This podcast is scheduled for 10 questions. Fighting out of New York, standing at 5 feet, 11 inches tall, and wearing the red, white, and blue trucks, presenting Kyle
1: Brands. Sir, that is Bruce Buffer, the voice of 10 Questions. Welcome to another episode. The show where we don't merely have conversations, we have competitions. Everybody leaves here with a score. It could be 0, it could be 4, it could be 10. There are 10 questions, each worth 1 point. If you get it right, you get a point. If you don't get it right, you get bubkiss. And oh my gosh, we got an esteemed erudite contestant on the show today. He's going to class up this joint. Before he does, Before we get him in here, I want to just lay a little context. Some prior contestants, so this gentleman can hear some of the competition he's up against and their final scores in this dojo. Roll it.
0: I'm Aaron Rodgers, and I got six out of ten.
1: Hi, I'm Paul Rudd, and I got a seven out of ten. I'm Joel McHale, and I got an eight out of ten because I have not seen the movie Stuck on You. Who hasn't? Here we go. This is a really special one. Uh, A little bit of nerves around the 10 Questions Clubhouse, and here's why. This gentleman, you might know him, you should know him from his work at the Big Fork Summer Playhouse in Montana. He threw out a first pitch at a Tigers game. And I got to tell you, he painted the corner and he threw off the rubber like an adult, which I respect. He is starring in National Champions, which is released in theaters on December 10th. Get this. He's also starring in Being the Ricardos. Set to release in theaters on December 10th and Amazon December 24th, it is my great honor to say good welcome to 10 Questions to Mr. J.K. Simmons.
0: Thank you, sir. How are you, J.K.? Thanks, Kyle. I'm great, man. I mean, you had me at painted the corner and threw off the rubber. Uh, I mean, I, I I feel like I can just drop the mic right now.
1: It was a gorgeous pitch, shades of a, of a Verlander, Maybe an early era. Uh, ch- Listen, some people stand in front of the mound. I think it's completely emasculating.
0: It was a beautiful pitch, J.K. Thank you, thank you very much.
1: Do you know it was? It was
0: maybe the most intimidating moment of my life.
1: <laughs> is that true? <laughs> oh yeah, I was
0: terrified. What is yeah, it so yeah. terrifying about that? Uh, well, because you know, I mean, you could be, you know, you're a meme, right? I mean, you're you're fifty cent or, or Roseanne or, or who, you know, some of the Epic fails in that if you're, and we didn't get to, we were so late getting to the ballpark because opening day in Detroit, I mean, anybody that's been there, I mean, it is a zoo. So I didn't, I did not throw a ball before, you know, being out there 60 feet, six inches away. So yeah, it was a little scary.
1: Of all the great characters he's been, J.K. Simmons does not want to be Baba Booey from the pitching mound. Uh, No one does. (laughs) And he wasn't. So, J.K., you heard the deal. I got 10 questions for you. My only pledge to you, sir, is that I promise, though they may sound strange, these questions do have something to do with you and your career. If you get the question right, you get a point. If you don't, you get nothing. Before we start, you do have one lifeline here, J.K., on 10 questions Our lifeline is called Ask a Millennial. We have a real living, breathing millennial standing uh, backstage. And should you need to call upon his youthful perspective, we'll bring him in here and you can pick his brain.
0: Okay, that's good. I mean, uh, I can't use my own kids. Then it's got to be your guy. You know
1: what? We've had that before. George Kittle, the Niners tight end, used his mother as a stand in uh, millennial or lifeline. (laughs) So if you've got a kid there, J.K., you want to call him. Whatever you want, it's your No, I don't
0: know. I mean, first of all, it feels like using your boomer mom is kind of playing outside (laughs) the rules. So uh, not surprising from a 49er, but, you know, whatever.
1: Oh, see, that is the sports fan coming out from J.K., and we're going to get into that. Let's start, though. Ten questions with J.K. Simmons, uh, one of my favorite actors on the planet. Question number one, your category is wealthy women. Wealthy women, okay? J.K., who is the author of the Harry Potter novels? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you for, for starting with a slam dunk. I, I now feel like I'm, I might not end up sub 500. Uh, that would be the, uh, the erudite uh, and talented uh, and wonderful Ms. J.K. Rowling.
1: Is he correct? Is it J.K. Rowling? Yes, sir. All right. They say the first strike is the toughest one to throw. I'm asking you about that, of course. How did young Jonathan kimball simmons born outside detroit become jk simmons
0: yeah the name thing was actually a a a series of uh necessities because every time i joined a union they were like nope that's not your name um i was uh I, i went by a variety of nicknames like most of us do growing up um, you know, Jonathan was was the only time I kind of went by Jonathan mm-hmm. was when I joined uh, Actors Equity, the Stage Actors Union, and uh, that was kind of what was left from from the versions of my name that I liked. So so I sort of officially became Jonathan Simmons for several years, and then when I joined uh, the Screen Actors Guild for a movie that I did not appear in uh which is its own little digression. Um they had a Jonathan Simmons. And uh and I and I kind of was already like, well, I didn't want to answer to Jonathan anyway. And John is just kind of, you know, John Simmons. That's about as generic as it gets. Uh and I hearkened back to my dad who often called me uh Jake for, you know, short for JK yes, or or uh uh you know other pals who called me Jake and uh um, and I decided. I decided then that uh, J.K. and of course this was before Ms. Rowling was, uh, you know, a worldwide phenomenon. So uh, uh, it was. Uh, it seemed both memorable and unique, and uh, uh, and that's how we ended up with that. And it
1: works. And I
0: still am not sure. Every time I, every time we're signing a new contract, uh, uh, my agent, the wonderful Stephen Hirsch at the Gersh Agency, will go periods or no periods? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember. I I don't know. Let's look at the credits from whatever I did last and and do that.
1: Pull up my credits. (laughs) That's incredible. You don't even know if you have initials. And who really cares? You have credits. That's what matters. I want to know. We know so much about JK, periods or not, the actor. I want to know about JK, the athlete, the physicality, <laughs> the physique, the subtle shot at the 49ers on the way in. Take me to a young Jonathan Simmons and tell me what were you like as an athlete?
0: Uh decidedly mediocre. Okay. Um, you know, in my in my fantasies, you know, I was gonna I was gonna grow up and be Al Kaline or Jim Brown. Um, the reality was significantly short of that, mm. even in high school. Did you play and, football? uh, I, I did until sophomore year when my, uh, my knees blew up mm. and it, and it beautifully coincided with, you know, I mean, you know, mid sixties, right. Uh, late sixties, you know, coincided with me kind of, you know, Oh, I think my my big sister, the hippie, kind of might, you know, have something going on there. Uh so I kind of, you know, turned on, tuned in, and dropped out and uh and immediately went from, you know, one of the jock crowd to uh to one of the you know hippie freak crowd and uh and didn't look back until until years later when I was in college, you know, with my long flowing Greg Allman blonde hair. <laughs> um uh four or five years later at the university of montana when uh, when a buddy of mine and i uh, Jim jim and i were were challenged by the faculty of the music department to throw together a softball team to uh to play because they fancied themselves you know quite the softball team and jim and i uh you know put together this team and and uh kicked their butts and and went oh wow yeah we do have we do have a little athleticism here you know at the ripe old age of you know 20 or whatever it was.
1: It's incredible. It's a sharp left turn in life to turn in your, your shoulder pads and start playing the Doobie Brothers. But obviously it worked out for you. And you're one for one, Mr. Simmons. Let's get to question number two. Not as much as a softball, if you will, here. Question number two, your category is idioms. J.K. Simmons, something that appears harmless but is actually dangerous is known as a what in sheep's clothing.
0: I love the tie-in there. Uh, that would be a wolf, just to go ahead and get my, you know, second give the point. Ding.
1: Give him the ding, give him the ding. Yeah. That's two. And you know the tie-in ahead of time?
0: Well, I know the tie-in immediately when you said wolf, because in in National Champions, yes. uh, coming to theaters December 10th, Yes, I play the coach of the fictional SEC team, the Missouri Wolves.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a, it's perfect. You nail that. Most people don't see the Matrix like you do, but you are the coach of the Missouri Wolves. It is national champions. I watched it. I was riveted. Every sports fan is going to love it, because not only because right. it's sports-based. There's real athletes in it. There's a ton of media members in it, and it's pulled from the headlines. J.K., you uh, have worked your way to where you have a lot of opportunities. Why did you take this one?
0: Uh, the combination of, of, of the, the timeliness and and the and the beauty of the story, you know, the, I mean, it's it, it's almost always at least half for me, you know, what's on the page, mm-hmm. um, because you're not going to take a mediocre script and make a great movie out of it. And then uh, and then once I talked to Rick Waugh, Rick Roman Wah, uh, our director, uh, I mean, his his passion, his knowledge of of college sports, college football specifically, uh, and his passion for storytelling and for and for giving. Uh, uh, different perspectives on this very complex, uh, issue was, uh, yeah, it was a slam dunk and Stefan was already attached. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, uh, met him briefly when we were both in, uh, uh, the movie, uh, 21 bridges with Chad Bozeman. Um, we hardly intersected at all in that film, but, uh, but a uh, big fan of his. And as the cast kept coming together, you know, every time Rick would call me, uh, That's I mean, amazing. we were like, we were like two kids, you know, uh, 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 drafting our fantasy football team or something. You know, I mean, he would call me and go, You'll never guess who's playing this. Yeah. And I go, No way. You know, um, yeah, it's just the whole thing just really uh, uh, came together beautifully, including Malcolm Jenkins from the Ohio State University. I mean, that was like the Pièce de Resistance.
1: From the Ohio State University, uh, Malcolm Jenkins is in it, Russell Wilson is in it. Everybody, that's how I feel watching this because. You say, "Okay, we get we got Simmons here, and we got these young faces." And then, oh my God, is that Chenowith? Is that Oliphant? Is this Kegler? Right. Like, they just keep yeah. coming. It's a yeah. crazy ensemble. And for those who don't know, the premise is basically he's the coach, and they're about to play the national title game, and his whole life's been leading to this. And the star quarterback puts out on Twitter, "I'm not playing." and uh, I want athletes paid. And it's an unbelievably riveting tale from there. It's as if Trevor Lawrence at Clemson had said, I'm not going to play in this last game. I was stoked. I was into it. Everyone should watch National Champions December 10th. I mean, it's really original, really current. And of course, JK is great. But we have to move on, JK, because there's so many other projects. Here we go. Question number three. You're two for two, of course. I feel like I've buttered you up with some some belt-high fastballs. Question number three, your category is sitcoms. All right, sitcoms jk in friends what character suggests to rachel that they move to scarsdale new york to start a family
0: god this is my 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 20 year old daughter is having a, a, a renaissance you know, viewing of friends mm-hmm. um and i of course did watch it like everybody else on the planet i mean i'm gonna go with the obvious answer and say ross
1: He's going to go. I, I love that you're, you you just are saying, Ah, oh, I didn't really watch it. But then immediately you have Ross, who a lot of people would link to Rachel. Did I trick J.K. Simmons or did I give him the obvious answer? Is it Ross? We're three for three. We're three for three. Mr. Simmons on fire. Now, why the hell would I waste your time asking you about a sitcom that's been off the air for years? Well, Scarsdale, New York uh, is the, uh, the home, the old stomping ground of uh, a gentleman named Aaron Sorkin. Um, Aaron Sorkin is the writer and director of Being the Ricardos in the theater's December 10th. Uh, J.K., I'm a fan of Aaron Sorkin, a huge fan, in fact. For all of us in our seat, we look at him as this Wizard of Oz, omnipotent Mensa overlord of the most brilliant, sharpest projects in the industry. That's how I describe him. What's the experience of being in your position with Mr. Sorkin?
0: Uh, Well, it is that first of all, I mean, he, you know, the word genius gets thrown around a lot, but, uh, but you know, it applies. Uh, I, I, I referred to him uh, uh, somewhat facetiously, but, but also somewhat reverently as the maestro Mm -hmm. um, when, when we were uh, doing this film. Um, Yeah. He's uh, uh, by the way, coincidentally, Scarsdale, New York, where my aunt and uncle raised my five cousins and, uh, and I crashed in their attic oh, no when I first moved to New York as a, as a wannabe actor going to cattle calls. Yeah. So oh, many cool. odd little connections there. Yeah. Um, and Aaron and I, you know, we met uh, in 1990 with, uh, when he was just some kid from Scarsdale and, and his first play was on Broadway. A few good men. And I joined the cast during the run as an understudy, And uh, uh, that's how, that's how far back our sort of uh, uh, mutual admiration society has gone.
1: God, you got so many cool stories. I mean, so many cool stories. Just throwing out Scarsdale, you can rattle off three anecdotes (laughs) and tales. That's the power view. This movie, when you watch this trailer, you're saying, all right, well, this is winning all the awards. There's Kidman and there's Bardem. And then Simmons shows up. Um, I grew up watching Lucy, I Love Lucy in black and white. My mother loved it. She can't wait to see this movie. When you were on set, you've been on a lot of sets and a lot of stages. Did this one feel different because it looks different for me? Did it feel special?
0: It did feel special. And uh, uh, and I want to make sure we add the the fourth name to that nice. triumvirate of Nina Arianda who is a, you know, prominent New York stage actress and you know has done some films, television too. Absolutely brilliant uh, embodying Vivian Vance. Hmm. Uh yeah, I mean it it was uh it was a long time, you know, getting put together, Todd Black, uh, you know, who, who's, whose baby it was from the beginning, you know, brought it to Aaron. It took a year and a half for Aaron to sort of wrap his brain around writing it, uh, then making the decision to also direct it. And, and you know, obviously casting was a yeah. gigantic part of it. Uh, Nicole and Javier, you know, brilliant as you would yeah. expect. Uh, Nina and and you know what I'm just gonna campaign right here Do it. Go. If, if there's a film coming out yeah this year or a film that I've been in let me say that mm-hmm. deserves an award for best ensemble uh-huh. you know uh, uh Tony Hale, Alia Shawcott, Jake I mean you go you go all the way down to the people with one line in this movie this is a brilliant you know, obviously headlined, uh, you know, by, by Nicole and Javier, but a, a, an amazing ensemble of actors that, uh, that Aaron put together for this.
1: I'm going to campaign too, JK. Um, you know what? I saw this trailer. We got the holidays coming up. A lot of people get together with their mothers or their children over the holidays, and they're just looking for something to watch. I am going to sit down with my mother and my dad, and we are going to watch Being the Ricardos because my mom is going to love this movie, and my sisters are going to love it. When you're sitting around and you're sick of eating and you don't want to go out, you watch it on Amazon Prime December 24th. It's Christmas Eve, and this thing is going to be beautiful. It's a. It looks like a movie that I would like to watch with my family.
0: Yeah. And of course, you know, being a movie guy now, I'm going to say, well, okay, but you could take them, you know, December 15th and see <laughs> it too in the theater too. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's, that's the beauty of the, you know, the, the Amazon way now in the modern world, we, we have, we have both options.
1: You have so many options. And as, as JK said, the cast ridiculous, and you've been a part of some great casts on screen, on stage. And to hear you say that, I know how proud you are of it. And I just can't wait to see it. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Of course. I'm also happy for you because you're three for three and there's buzz around the clubhouse right now in 10 questions. No one's ever gotten a 10, Mr. Simms. I do want to uh, get ahead of myself. It's, but very,
0: it's very early. It's it like is. late April in baseball. You know, come <laughs> <It's
1: on. laughs> this is when Alex Rodriguez is usually playing his baseball, Mr. April. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four, name the movie. JK, I'm going to play for you a very popular movie. It's about a 15 second clip. All you have to say is the name of the movie and you get the point um 1991 was the year you are on broadway in peter pan playing captain hook which a god that must have been cool i mean did you love that role
0: not only was it amazingly cool uh the beautiful young lady playing tiger lily uh is my wife and the mother of my children we met on that job
1: oh my gosh that's so cool you're telling me that your wife your wife was playing tiger lily
0: she actually joined shortly after i did Michelle Schumacher, yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, that's then that's that's a love story all of a sudden. Um, it is, indeed. We're going to talk about your wife in a little bit, respectfully. But th- while you were playing uh, Captain Hook and meeting your future wife, this was a huge hit, a summer movie in the cineplexes everywhere. If you can name the movie you're about to hear, J.K., you start four for four. Go ahead and roll it. I can't do this. Sure you can. Who knows? You might like it. It's a killer rush. Buddy, this is your fucking wake-up call, man. I am an FBI agent. I know, man. Isn't it wild? Here we go. What do you think?
0: Wow. Got that clubhouse chatter. Just the perfect game in the third inning. Come on. Um, Well, here's where I get outed as uh, not a film buff. I'm I'm not a film buff. I'm trying to even come up with a guess.
1: Do you need to hear it again?
0: Uh, I'm sure
1: Here's what I like about it, JK Is that I described you as erudite And you, you're classically trained and just this really Actor I respect a lot This is like popcorn bullshit from the early 90s It really zags, alright You're doing Broadway Oh, oh, and, oh Hold on Never
0: no, mind. No, no. I don't need it again
1: Okay, what do you got?
0: Breakpoint point, point break Point, point break. Okay,
1: he said breakpoint And I was about to drop the buzz run Is it point break?
0: Where did that come from? Dude, yeah, well, first of all, I, I heard piano. Second of all, I was in a movie called a tennis movie. Okay. The same year as Whiplash, maybe or okay. around that, where it was six, seven years ago with Jeremy Sisto and a bunch of really fun Sorry. people uh, called Point Break. And the entire time we were shooting it, you know, I played the father of these these this doubles team of brothers that was. Well, the movie's really called Breakpoint, movie. right? Because that's a tennis term. Yeah. Sorry. The movie, the tennis the movie is called break point. And all during the shoot, we were like, you can't call the movie break point no. because everybody, everybody's going to think point break. Yeah. But they called it, they called it break point anyway. And and maybe that's why uh, more people didn't see it.
1: Wow. Uh, there's another movie coming out called lash whip. Everyone's going to love it. <laughs> all right. So you why I'm asking about point break. Cause this is really cool. You're going to love this. Keanu's character, Johnny Utah in Point Break, is an Ohio State quarterback. He's a Buckeye who is now in the FBI, and you love the Buckeyes. Tell me about this, because you were born outside of Detroit and then spent most of your adolescence in Ohio, right? So you love Ohio sports?
0: I'm 10 years old. My dad is teaching public school general music in Detroit and gets a job at, lo and behold, the Ohio State University. Awesome. uh, Uprooting my older sister and my younger brother and myself, which of course, you know, at the time we were just pissed off about because, you know, you're leaving all your pals. Um, But yeah, immediately fell in love with uh, all things Columbus and uh, uh, more specifically, all things Ohio state Buckeyes got to go to games with him when I was playing football in middle school and high school. And uh, yeah, that was the Woody, the Woody versus Bo, the beginning of the 10 year war there. And I mean, it was. you can't not fall in love with that. So it is a weird dichotomy to be, you know, a big giant Detroit Tigers fan and yeah. also a giant Ohio State Buckeye fan. Well,
1: let's split the dichotomy. Here's what I want from you, J.K. I want the J.K. Simmons Mount Rushmore of your personal sports heroes. You got four slots. Who are your four that you will go to your grave with? Is these, are my, these are my people. Archie Griffin. Love him. Jim Leland. Jim Leland. Great. The manager. Love him.
0: Oh. Uh, even before he was the manager of the Tigers, I was channeling him when I played the manager of the Tigers in the Costner movie, For yeah. love Over the Game. Sure. Um, uh, this is an awesome question, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, so hard. Only four um, spots, buddy. You got two filled. Yeah. It's Mount Rushmore. So, uh, it, it feels appropriate for it to be, you know, more historical, but, uh, I'm going to say, uh, Al Kaline.
1: Tell me about Al Kaline. I I don't know him real well. Sell, sell me Al Kaline. He gets a spot.
0: Al Kaline. First of all, his parents had a sense of humor because his name is Kaline and they named him Alkaline. Alkaline. (laughs) Um, uh, you know, kid from Baltimore who, you know, is, is playing major league baseball at 18 years old and, and, and was a, you know, I mean, Mr. Tiger, uh, uh, uh sadly, uh, early on in the pandemic, he was one of that, you know, the, the year of 2020 when like sure. half the God hall K-Line. of fame, it seems like passed away, you know, including K line and, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, Bob Gibson, you know, who were opponents yep. in for my money, the greatest world series of all time in 68. Um, I mean, you know, you you could you do this with him and Roberto Clemente as maybe, you know, the greatest right fielder of their era. And, and you, you know, you put their numbers and of course, Clemente with, you know, the caveat that his life and career were cut short. Um, But, uh, you know, a phenomenal human being, a phenomenal uh, uh, ambassador for baseball. I I think even though he is a, you know, a hall of famer and and in the conversation, I I think even... uh, somewhat underrated as a, as one of the all-time great right fielders in, in, in the game. Um, wow. phenomenal guy, phenomenal teammate. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, one of the guys that, as I became, you know, somewhat in the public eye, I had the, uh, along with Leland, uh, you know, that I, that I had the opportunity and Archie Griffin that I had the opportunity to, uh, you know, to actually meet oh my God. and, uh, uh, you know, shake hands with and have a conversation with and, uh, yeah, just a, 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 an all time great, uh, you know, obviously, no doubt, Hall of Famer and a Hall wow. of Fame human being and an icon, maybe the biggest icon in, in Detroit sports. It's incredible.
1: J.K. gives incredible passion monologues for Al Kaline and the cast of being the Ricardos. He believes in them so passionately, and I respect it. And yet, Mr. Simmons, who's in the fourth spot? Who's in the fourth spot of your uh, yeah. sports Rushmore?
0: I, we're going to have to go more contemporary now because uh, this is the guy that, that all my my pals who are are sports fans have been calling my, my BF for, uh, for, you know, 12 years now, uh, Cabrera
1: got to do it. Apps
0: triple crown, triple crown. I mean, no doubt, no doubt, Hall of Fame. And, and the guy, you know, obviously hit number 500 this year. The guy just embodies for me what team sports is all about. You know, he loves his, 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 Team. He loves his teammates. He loves his opponents. He loves the game of baseball. He takes and gives uh, 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 an unprecedented uh, level of joy from, from baseball. He's just, uh, he's my hero.
1: It's that's an incredible ode. He, he does have the love of the game. He always has that kind of thing with a smile on him, whether he's striking out or hitting a home run. And that is an incredible lineup. You just gave us, Mr. Simmons on your personal sports here at Mount Rushmore. You're also working on a perfect game yourself. As we go to question five, we're going to have a fork in the road, JK. This is called Uh-oh. contestants choice. You have two categories you can choose from as you re- attempt to remain perfect. You can choose either children's literature or Goodfellas.
0: Which would you like? I'm going to go kids lit because we read to our kids, uh, you know, for a long, long time.
1: Here we go. Children's literature. Here's your question, J.K. E.B. White wrote what 1952 classic?
0: Dude, uh, I do know this, but I I, got to give the long version of the answer because as a uh, precocious reader slash Late-term bedwetter. Um, my original copy of this book, the brown hardbound version, uh, was a casualty of that combination. And and the book is Charlotte's Web.
1: Of course it is, and he's five for five. I don't know if we've ever had a five for five. We've done dozens of episodes. A beautiful book about mortality and friendship. And um, it also brings us to this. We found this. There's this small art house film you appeared in called Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, that is naturally our link. There's a spider. Um, JK, I, I just watched the trailer and it's just Jesus, everything I'm looking at, it's just so much and so incredible. Have you watched the final trailer for Spider Man No Way Home?
0: I actually yesterday, I think, saw the, the trailer for the first time. I haven't seen the movie. I'm, I'm you know, especially since my part obviously is so, so little. That's one of those where I'm just going to wait for the premiere and get a bucket of popcorn and sit with my wife and, you know, some friends and, you know, just have some fun.
1: So when you sit there like the rest of us on your phone or your computer or whatever it may be, and you watch that glorious turgid trailer, what do you think when it ends?
0: I can't wait to see the movie. I mean, you know, it, it, it accomplishes uh, what, a, what a good trailer should. I, I mean, and and having said that, I kind of tend to not be a fan of trailers in general because okay. I am a big fan of no spoilers, you know. Sure. Um, so as an audience, uh, more often than not, I prefer not to see trailers for, for, uh, for, for most movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously something I'm involved in uh, uh, is... An exception to that rule. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is, uh, 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 the trailer, I'm saying, you know, is, uh, you know, a, a quite the roller coaster.
1: It's intoxicating. J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson, you're back. Willem defoe is back. Alfred right. Molina is back. <laughs> this is a, inc- the band is back together, JK. How does it feel?
0: Right. Yeah. No, it feels like, uh, uh you know, yeah, the Alman Brothers, uh, you know, just, uh, <laughs> got back together. Um, and of course I, I didn't see either one of them yes. live and in person on set. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, I I'm, I'm leery sometimes of there being so much, you know, crammed into any movie, yeah. you know, but especially one, one of these, uh, you know, uh, sort of tentpole movies as they call them, you know, these, uh, series. But, uh, but I, you know, I, I think from, from, uh, Everything I got from talking to John, the, the director, and, uh, and knowing, obviously, what, what those guys are going to bring to it, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just really excited to see it.
1: We all are. Take, take me back 20 years ago, the first Spider-Man movie that you did. As much work as you had done, and much time on the stage, and really, really working and perfecting your craft, you get that call that you're going to be in a Spider-Man movie. Was that surreal?
0: it was it was uh gigantic and and uh <laughs> getting the call itself was an interesting thing because this was and this is yeah it's twenty one years ago i think yeah I think we might have shot it at twenty two we might have shot it in ninety nine or maybe two thousand whatever yeah. um, I was in New York uh and I had you know really just transitioned a couple of years earlier from from being a theater actor that uh, you know nobody knew. Uh, to doing some film and television. I was doing Oz on HBO. Yeah. Um, and uh, and kind of actually got recognized a few times for the first time in my career as a, you know, whatever, 40-year-old. And uh, I was at a voiceover audition at Gray Advertising, coincidentally, where my late uncle, who lived in Scarsdale, had worked. Nice. Just tying it all together. Absolutely. Um, and uh, uh, you know, doing doing you know that thing that uh, that uh, you know sort of journeyman actors do a lot. You know, you're you're doing your gig here, your gig there. You're auditioning for this or that. Uh, I'm in the waiting room. You sign in. You wait your turn. You chat with the other guys. Then somebody comes out to you know check your name off the list. J.K. Come on back to the recording booth, right? And going back to the recording booth, you kind of weave through some of the cubicles at Gray Advertising one of the, one of the, you know, big advertising agencies in New York. And I'm walking, following this, you know, the, the person through the cubicles, this desk chair comes flying out in front of me backwards with some, you know, kid who was probably, you know, 28, but, and he goes, Oh my God, JK, congratulations. And I go, thank you for what? (laughs) He goes, "Are you kidding me? Spider-Man? I can't believe it. J Jonah Jameson. That's so cool. And I was like, I did not know that. I found out I got the part because of some kid who was so connected to, you know, the internet, you know, fan sites that they had that information on a Spider-Man website before my agent called me to tell me I got the job. He called me like three hours later and I was like, yeah, I know.
1: Wow. It's kind of a cool sort of magical way to find out though, you know, from a right? true fan. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a great story.
0: Um, I wonder if that's one of those Woodstock things. Now that I think of it where there are like 30 people who worked at gray advertising, that are again, yeah, that was me. I was, I was, <laughs> I was the dude, but
1: <laughs> whoever, if, if that kid from gray advertising is watching this, can you please let Mr. Simmons know? Cause you broke the nose to him like 20 years ago. We got to move on before we do. There's a lot of rumors about the Spider-Man movie there's rumors of that uh, Toby Maguire is going to appear. Uh, that Andrew Garfield is going to appear. Your thoughts on those rumors, Mr. Simmons?
0: Well, here's where the the you know the no spoiler Nazi comes out in me. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a 100% firm no comment uh, on uh, on all of the above. Much as I did. Wait a minute. It's safe now. Yes. Much as I did about my. 11 seconds in, in Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters movie, you know, currently playing at at a theater near you, but there are so many fun surprises in that, uh, uh, including a possibly unrecognizable, you know, eight seconds of, of me. Uh, so yeah, no spoilers, no comment, go see the movie and, uh, let yourself be surprised.
1: Beautifully said uh, with a quick sidebar to address that you are in the biggest movie in the world right now and the next Spider-Man movie and the next one. You're doing so well and you're doing so well in this, J.K., we gotta, we'll pick up the pace here. Question number six, you're five for five, no one's ever gotten a 10. Question number six, your category is modern slang. Modern slang and it's multiple choice. J.K., a flashy, expensive car is known as a what? Is it A, bag, B, whip, C dub.
0: I'm sorry, I didn't even understand C. What is it? Dub D U B dub. Whip. Yeah, I'm, bag I'm gonna dub. Go, uh, I'm going straight to the millennial. Bring him in here. To me, it would be a you know. To me, it's a chick magnet from 1968. <laughs> chick- so, <you> know. <laughs> the chick magnet, uh, Richie Bozek, <laughs> Say hello
1: to Academy award and actor J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, it's an honor to meet you. Hey,
0: Richie, how are you, man?
1: I'm doing well. I'll do better if I can help you here. So, all right. Well- <laughs>
0: Guys, Well, you, I assume you have your finger on the pulse, and that's why uh, you've been given this illustrious position.
1: We will find out. 30 seconds on the clock. J.K. and Richie the Millennial, a flashy, expensive car. Is it A, bag, B, whip, or C, dub? Go ahead. I'm going with B, whip. I'm pretty confident.
0: Do you you, you so? know what? I, I'm not going to lie. That was going to be my guess, too. So I, I, I feel good about it.
1: J.K., that was going to be your guess. You were going to say Chick Magnet. You're so full of shit. You were going to say
0: Whip. (laughs) (laughs) Given the three choices, I was going to go with Whip.
1: All right. So you feel confident you want to weigh in with Whip from this young man right here? Absolutely. All right. Let's find out together. Let's hold hands. And the Oscar goes to Is It Whip? We're six for six. Yes, sir. What do you want to say to this young
0: man? Thank you so much. The check is in the mail.
1: (laughs) Richie, smoke them if you got them, buddy. I'm (laughs) proud of you. All right. um, Whip, uh, naturally a a part of uh, Whiplash. I remember hearing there was a movie about jazz music, and uh, candidly, I wasn't that interested. And I sat down to watch it, and like everybody else, was captivated. Indulge me, if you will, JK. We're going to play a short clip from your Academy Award-winning performance in Whiplash. Go ahead, roll it. Count again
0: one, two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. rushing or dragging Russian. So you do know the difference. If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will fuck you like a pig. Now, are you a rusher or are you a dragger or are you gonna be on my fucking time? I'm gonna be on your time.
1: What's it like to listen to that back?
0: dude? Uh, so many Brilliant memories and then one super annoying one because, um, uh, just slapping the crap out of Miles Teller was such a treat, you know, um, <laughs> we, 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 had such a great time on that movie culminating in, in, in me smacking the shit out of him because, uh, uh, because Miles, as you know, as most people now know, we're paying attention to movies and, and watching a lot of his subsequent work. I mean, he's an alpha. Right, so so that was uh, that character was was such a stretch for him, and 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 immediately after every take, like like he was you know he was up and you know like strutting his stuff and being you know like I'm an inch and a half taller than you, bitch, and you know let's <laughs> let's you know um, uh, we we had it we had an awesome time making that movie, obviously with the the brilliant Damien Chazelle, um, who that devious little the line in there i will have sex with you like a pig right was never i mean here's the beauty Damien gave both of us a lot of leeway a lot of freedom to to uh, uh, you know to paraphrase to improvise to to make it our own so so his script was 100% genius but then having the the, the freedom to throw in our own stuff, you know, that, which is, you know, 5% of which is in the, is in the final cut, uh, was a beautiful thing when we made the short film a year and a half earlier with Johnny Simmons playing the, what became the Miles Teller character, which is by the way, a genius short film. Um, the line was, if you, whatever, I will gut you like a effing pig. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I, one time, you know, as I was, you know, ramped up and spewing all these epithets that that Damien had so brilliantly scripted, I misspoke and said, what you hear there. Okay. Flash forward. We're making the feature film and Damien has scripted it that way. Okay. Right. And I go, dude, come on. No no, that's, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, I, it you know, doesn't. Julian, Julian Fletcher is not a, you know, farm boy from Western <laughs> Illinois, whose first experience was with, a you know, it, 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 it's not, you know, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that. Sorry. And he was like, Oh, come on, just for me. And I, you know, it became this ridiculous back and forth. No, I'm going to say the brilliant line that you actually right. wrote. And, you know, and I did. <laughs> it was maybe maybe the only time I just dug in my heels uh, with Damien and um, and he and Tom Cross, the genius uh, uh, Academy Award-winning editor of that movie, um, stole the line from the short film <laughs> and put it in the feature and 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 allegedly it's what I said to Miles in that scene. So it's it, it's memorable for for all kinds of reasons. <laughs>
1: You're you're the one who got bleeped like a pig. After all that,
0: they screwed right? you over. No kidding. I'm like Ned Beatty in uh, Deliverance, yeah. crying out loud.
1: <laughs> Dueling banjos and the set of the jazz band music. It's all coming together. What what a great story. Um, there's also a great story developing here, where this game is getting bleeped like a pig by J.K. Simmons, who's six for six with four questions left. Um no question number seven. Your category is 80s cinema. And again, I'm looking at your uh, esteemed, respected reputation, and I'm going to zag from it. Let's see if we can do this, because I know you're working hard in the 80s. I don't know if you're watching a lot of dumb movies.
0: No, it would be so easy to cheat right now and just go get my wife from across the hall, but I'm not going to do that.
1: J.K., what film franchise depicts the wacky adventures of Officers Mahoney and Tackleberry? He's
0: smiling. He's smiling. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, my, my, my pal G-Dub, uh, G.W. Bailey, appeared in all of the Police Academy.
1: Bring well, him up! He did it! He's seven for seven. G.W. Bailey is Major Harris in those movies. Yeah. Oh, God, of course you know that. See, we found a way to get to <laughs> Point Break because you were in the Breakpoint Tennis movie, and G-Dub... <laughs> Is a major Harris. Um, God, that is so cool. And that's why you have so many tentacles out there in this industry. All right, hold on. JK, I'm asking you about Police Academy because after you took that role and bleeped it like a pig, you won the Oscar. And I want to give you a compliment. I'm an Oscars enthusiast. I consume them. I have my whole life. I really enjoyed the pageantry and the tradition. Your Oscar acceptance speech was my favorite of all time. And I say that completely sincerely. Um, I just want to say this. You come up, you thank the Academy, you thank the filmmakers, and you give this beautiful homage to your wife, Michelle. I mean, it was, it was gorgeous. Your children. And then with your remaining time, you decided to do this. Have a listen.
0: And if I may, call your mom, everybody. I'm told it's like a billion people or so. Call your mom, call your dad. If you're lucky enough to have a parent or two alive on this planet, call them. Don't text, don't email, call them on the phone, tell them you love them and thank them and listen to them for as long as they want to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, mom and dad.
1: It's an amazing moment. Why did you choose to do that?
0: Uh, I knew early on and, and uh, uh, although not quite as early as, as my good friend, Bill Fagerbach, he knew and he shared this with our mutual friend, Dan Erickson. And they told me about it afterwards. After it, you know, all the all the pundits and people who actually know, like yourself, who pay attention, you know, uh, to these traditions and the awards and all that, you know, everybody was saying, you know, you're the favorite. Uh, every time somebody handed me a trophy at a, at a SAG Awards or a, this critic circle or whatever it was, I would try to think of something specific to that venue or that group to to talk about with the SAG awards, it was about actors and how we're all supporting actors. And, you know, we're supporting the film and the work and the, you know, insight into the human can whatever. Uh, I, I, I did decide early on that if I were fortunate enough to be standing on the stage there, uh, at the Oscars, that, uh, that, you know, I wanted to talk about the most important thing in life, my life, most people's lives. And, uh, um, Although I never scripted any of those, you know, acceptance speeches, including that one, as you can, if you listen to it again, you know, the way I sort of stammer through it, uh, it's clear that it wasn't, you know, literally scripted. Um, but, uh, but I, I knew what I wanted to say and I knew that I wanted to, uh, to, uh, give love to my wife and our kids and, uh, my parents. And, uh, and that's what, uh, that's what fell out of my mouth and, and the impact that it has had, uh, not only in the moment with, with so many people, some comically, some tragically, mm-hmm. uh, some, some heartwarmingly, you know, reaching out to me about, about their mom or their dad or their, you know, family connections or lack thereof, uh, uh but but it's had you know i mean here we are we're still talking about it um it's it's really had uh, uh, an impact and that's you know probably the one time in my life that i'll be talking and that many people are going to be listening and uh, i'm i'm really glad that's what i said
1: I am too. We have a lot of fun here on the show, but I have to really sincerely tell you that the first part of your speech inspired me as a husband and the second part inspired me as a son. And I'm just so glad that you made that decision because you could have gone any direction. You went to such a beautiful place. And the first time I heard it, I called my mom and uh, I I will continue to do it after this. Three questions left. He is seven for seven. J.K., Finish the Lyric is the category. I'm going to play for you a popular piece of music. You're going to hear the lyricist doing his thing. He's going to stop on a dime, and you have to sing the next line. Now, here's the good news. It's Christmas music, and the better news, I'm going to hit you with some Neil Diamond. J.K., finish the lyric for an 8 out of 8.
0: Again, it feels like a trap. (laughs) Gotta say who's naughty and nice. He's afraid.
1: Unbelievable. No (laughs) trap. Oh, I wish there was a trap. I want to get a bass hit on you, and I can't do it. Sing it, Mr. Diamond. You're
0: you're going to have to try and drop a bunt, man, because... (laughs) I'm going to lean into one.
1: I'm going to take it off the elbow right now. I'll do what I have to do to break this thing up. Um, JK, I'm asking you about Santa Claus is coming to town because you cracked me up. When these amazing viral pictures of your musculature came out, you shared that I think it was your kids who were calling you shredded Santa Claus. Did I have that right?
0: No, it was actually the son of my friend Dan, to whom my friend Bill said, I know what he's going to talk about at the Oscars. there was Zach Erickson, now a, a 31-year-old uh, outstanding young man who, uh, who yeah, at the time that that, you know, suddenly became whatever. It, you know, blew up the Internet briefly. Um, Yeah, he, he, he immediately dubbed it Shredded oh, Santa. That's yeah.
1: so good. If you're listening to this right now, just <laughs> Google J.K. Simmons' muscles. The picture will come up. He looks like Santa Claus, like if Santa Claus was in the movie Predator. It's great. You do the movie Tomorrow War. <laughs> Uh, Director Chris McKay says you look you had Coney Island strongman stuff and you have said this is where I get interested. You said in your perfect J.K. Simmons way, I'm just trying to remain a viable romantic interest to my wife. How did you get so jacked? Tell us.
0: Uh, Dude, well, first of all, that photo and much of the jackage uh, are courtesy of Aaron Williamson, uh, uh, who's, you know, a, a ridiculous specimen uh, bodybuilder, uh, a trainer guy that I worked with first in new Orleans on a movie that, uh, that nobody cared what I looked like in, um, uh, on the, on the Terminator movie that, with Arnold, the Terminator Genesis. Yeah. And Aaron was training some of the other actors who are naked or half naked in the movie. And I was like, Hey, I got time on my hands. You know, I, I might as well get my sure. butt to the gym. And, and that's where Aaron and I met and he's a pal, uh, still. And, despite the fact that we both relocated multiple times, we stay in touch and, and we're in the, when we're in the same place, we, uh, we get together and, uh, and, and, you know, he takes me through my paces and uh, which is, which is always, no matter how good a shape I'm in, it's always emasculating sure, because he's basically Arnold. Right. Um, which brings to mind another self pat on the back. Go on Pratt. Who is, Married to a Schwarzenegger, one and, and and sorry Pratt, if I'm talking out of school, but you know whatever you said it, or you relayed it. He relayed to me that that when he first watched the movie with Catherine, uh uh-huh. uh, she said, "Oh my God, J.K. is jacked," and I was like, "Dude, <laughs> drop the mic right there." I mean, you're Chris Pratt's wife, <laughs> and you're the greatest bodybuilder in the history of the world's daughter. And you said that, Uh, I mean, okay. All right. I'll take it.
1: Wow. So uh, vicariously, you're basically getting praise from like Conan the barbarian is saying,
0: yeah, Yeah. you look good Simmons. Oh, okay. And then listen, now that you, okay, now (laughs) I have to, (laughs) I don't pat myself on the back about a lot of things, but because my my arms are so massive, it's hard to, (laughs) but, um, but, uh, shortly after whiplash came out yeah i was at an event for for because i think the terminator movie was around that time the the one that i did the, yeah. the the brief thing in with arnold and i was at some event and arnold was there and uh uh and he had just seen whiplash and, and was you know effusive in his praise for the for the movie and and for me and i immediately like a dumbass i went uh yeah what did you think of the uh you know I mean, what do you think of the biceps? You know, and he goes, and, he, and and this is a quote, and and a bad impression. He said to me, Arnold said to me, your biceps were okay, but your triceps were very impressive. That's awesome. what are you, are you <laughs> kidding me? You son uh-huh. of a bitch! That's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Right? That's better than the Oscar. Uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that inner 11-year-old wannabe, yeah. you know, jock is like, yes. Oh, my gosh. That
1: <laughs> is so cool. I mean, that's that that, that belongs somewhere on your sports Mount Rushmore. I, I don't necessarily think Arnold has Ohio roots <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> but Austin uh, no, pretty, sure it's, a,
0: pretty it's, a, it's a ways across the ocean from there. All up. right,
1: Simmons, we got great yeah. stuff to finish up here. You did finish the okay, You have two questions left. We've never had a 10 out of 10 question nine your category is fashion all right i can <laughs> see you're a slave to fashion i'm looking at the zip up hoodie <laughs> oh yeah um Logo this is, free well listen if arnold likes your physique this is when you say well actually donna karen complimented my tuxedo no what is the common term for a sheath that holds writing implements in a pocket
0: I love that this is your fashion question. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with what we belittled, you know, the prototype nerd with in junior high and call it a pocket protector. Hmm.
1: Pocket protector? I don't know. Uh, Did he just blow? Is that a gapper between left field and left field and right field? He's right! The pocket protector! It's a pocket protector, Simmons, no one has ever gone nine for nine. We are almost going to do it. I'm asking you a pocket protectors, because we've talked a lot about your physicality and the fury of the role in whiplash and so much of what you show in national champions. My favorite scene that you have ever put on film is in a movie that you did called "The Accountants," in which Ben Affleck does wear a pocket protector. You are in the drug house, he puts a gun to the back of your head, and he's about to kill you. And he asks you if you're a good father. And uh, the scene goes like this.
0: Were you a good dad, Raymond King? Yeah, I've been a good dad. I'm a lousy agent and I've been a weak man. But that I didn't screw up. That I got right.
1: I'm a father of two little kids. It brings a tear to my eye every time I hear that scene. What's it like for you to listen to it?
0: uh the same i uh, i mean it's 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 one of those universal things and and between uh, ben and me and the wonderful gavin o'connor our director on that movie all of us dads uh you know uh i mean you know it was one of those no acting required moments and uh, uh and and having said that those two <laughs> They went, and I don't know whose idea it was. I don't know if it came from Gavin or from Ben, but the two of them on a, on a, on a, maybe the last take we did, uh, you know, asked if I had kids, mm-hmm. uh, asked if, cause that was another movie where, 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 uh, you know, with Ben and, 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 and because of Gavin's, uh, you know, sort of a, a really uh, collaborative nature, we, you know, we were free to sort of depart from the script here and there. Right. Um, he, uh, w- you know, and, and we Ben and I had literally been sitting on our, you know, uncomfortable director chairs between takes talking about our kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is what you talk about with guys so. who are there. You talk about, you know, sports, kids and cars, right. Yeah. Not necessarily in that order. And, uh, and, and there was a take where he said, uh, uh, you have kids, you know, and I say something about, yeah, they're grown. And he goes, what are their names? <laughs> And I was like, you know, and, and, and said, of course, you know, because because I was in that world of, you know, what we had just been talking about, said my own kids actual names, you know. Yeah. And it, I mean, and that and that take just ended up being like, like, yeah, sorry, that's too much. That, that's that, that's too much for the movie. You know, we yeah. got it. We got We got to have this guy be able to contain his his emotion a little bit, you know.
1: Well. It's a beautiful take. It's a it's a great movie. You're so cool in that movie. You Got the cool hat and the cool story and the lean back. I, just, I really like it. it. It's 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 a movie that I see over and over again, and it's great.
0: There's talk about a sequel. And uh, okay, yeah. And, tell me, uh, is there an um, accountant sequel? I heard there was. Yeah, about. Uh, there's talk. I mean, and and all I know, last time I talked to Gavin, it was uh, you know, it was a, a, a pretty strong possibility. So uh, you know, knock wood, fingers crossed. I really mean, cool. I, I don't know. I don't know which would be more important to me right now: doing an accountant sequel or getting a 10 out of 10. It's a a toss-up.
1: All right. Here's the deal. J.K. Simmons, the star of National Champions in theaters December 10th and being the Ricardos awesome theaters December 10th, has done what no one has done in countless 10 questions episodes, gone nine for nine. This is the biggest moment of the show. Question number 10 is always an essay. What that means, J.K., is I have found something that you have said, stated, opined on I'm not convinced of and I'm going to give that to you and then give you the floor with which to sell me that that is really true and if I believe it I'll give you the point. If not, you get a 9 out of 10 and bitterly disappointing base hit from me. Here we go. You have over 200 credits, you've worked for years, you've created an amazing career and reputation and yet you're on record as saying that the best gig you have ever had is in this clip right here. Go ahead and roll it.
0: Now, So you think Santa will like these red and green M&M's?
1: I don't know. I never met the guy. (laughs) He does exist.
0: They do exist. Uh, Santa?
1: That's J.K. Simmons as the yellow M&M. That's the greatest gig you've ever had. Convince me why for a 10 out of 10. The floor is yours.
0: To be fair, I'm pretty sure the actual quote from my lips, would be it's the sweetest gig I've ever had.
1: Alan does that sweetest gig absolutely. Now is that a play on words? Because it's well, chocolate,
0: yes, indeed it is. It is a candy commercial. It is by many, many, many years the longest gig I've ever had. I think it's Billy West, who the the genius voice guy who who does uh, the Red m m He and I started. 27, 28, 29 years ago. I mean so when I refer to it as the sweetest gig I've ever had, when it came along in, in my life and career, um, about the time my wife and I were getting married, I was, I was thinking as a you know 40-ish guy, you know, maybe it was time to start being a grown-up. Uh, we talked about having kids and all of that, but I'm still, you know, both of us at the time are these itinerant actors who are doing theater and, and, you know, uh, never know from one year to the next, or sometimes one month to the next, you know, uh, where our finances are going to be. Um, and the Eminem gig came along and quickly became that stable thing that allowed me the freedom and and just the the kind of weight off the shoulders as i'm getting married buying a house contemplating fatherhood uh, you know becoming you know my wife and i becoming parents um very much in the traditional way that people do that um uh and and it gave me the the freedom and the peace of mind and the ability once the kids came along which i think is is when i first said that, made that statement, it gave me the ability to say no. Uh, uh, you always have the ability to say no. It gave me more confidence to say no to a job that was going to take me away from my family for eight weeks because the mortgage is paid by M&Ms and, and by this campaign that also, by the way, happens to be like really fun and funny and clever and and, and a joy to be a part of from a creative standpoint. So it is absolutely fair and accurate for me to refer to that as the sweetest gig I've ever had.
1: It's a beautiful answer. It's a sweet answer. The man won the Academy Award and then thanked his family. And part of the reason he was able to do that was because he had the leverage to say no early on when he was creating his family and buying a home. And this is the final answer heard all around the world. You've gone (laughs) 10 out of 10. Drop the confetti. J.K.
0: Simmons just threw a perfect game.
1: You finished the 10 questions.
0: Eat that sexiest man alive.
1: Oh, it's incredible. You've finished. (laughs) You beat the sexiest man alive. JK, you've finished the ten questions. How do you feel,
0: dude? I, I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm genuinely goosebumpy here. Uh, it's uh, it's up there. This is this is awesome. Ah,
1: oh, this is your Billy Chapel moment. I'm so happy for you. You were so cool, so gracious.
0: Uh, I mean, listen, you're never gonna you're never gonna not mention my name for the for the next thirty years that you're doing this show.
1: Uh, we've had billionaires on this show. We've had NFL Hall of Famers. We've had NFL MVPs. No one has sniffed 10 out of 10 and will always be chasing J.K. Simmons. It is really, really cool. J.K., you have over 200 credits, as I mentioned. It's because you're talented and you're hardworking, because also people want to work with you and they want to hire you. Thank you so much for coming on. National champions in theaters December 10th, being the Ricardos December 10th. Last thing, every single person who comes in here, they always do a call out. You think of one public figure, anybody you want in your industry or any other, that you look into the camera and say, Get your butt into 10 questions and try to take down my 10 out of 10. Anybody you
0: want, JK. Miles Teller, get your butt into 10 questions. Miles Teller, get your butt into 10 questions and see, I know you can't beat me. See if maybe you can be the first to tie me.
1: Hey there he goes it's an Eagles fan it's unlikely he'll tie anything but Miles we love you JK we love you too again please see these movies with your families with your children you know what call your parents call your mother call your father JK Simmons an absolute legend huge pleasure for me sir thank you I'm in awe of you thank you sir
0: dude a gigantic pleasure for me thank you so much
1: This episode of 10 Questions was produced by Arjuna Ramgopal, Steve Allman, and Richie Bozek.